Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I am a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So on today's episode, I really wanted to talk about holding a phone conversation with someone who has dementia. Currently, there are a lot of questions circulating around the topic of how do I talk to my partner who has dementia over the phone? How often should I call them? And you know, I want to call, but I don't know what to say. So I know this is a big issue for a lot of people, especially now since opportunities to visit in person have pretty much been taken off the table. But even if you're listening to this podcast beyond the initial posting, these will be general tips that would be helpful regardless of what's going on, okay? So I first want to address the question of how often should I call? So there are two things that I really want you to consider when answering this question. One is the dynamic of the relationship that you have with your partner. So what I mean when I say this is, does your partner enjoy talking to you? And do you enjoy talking to your partner? And is that overall consistent or does that fluctuate? The other thing I want you to consider is, How is the memory and concept of time for your partner? So as we've talked about before, if you've watched or listened to our content about the seven stages of dementia, when you get to about stage five, the concept of time really begins to diminish. So for some people, a day can feel like a week, or it could be vice versa, like a week could feel more like a day. So how does that look for your partner? When you talk to them, can they recall when you last spoke to them? Or do they say something like, oh my, I haven't talked to you in weeks. So that's going to be important to keep in mind. So to answer how often you should call after you've considered those things, the answer is how much you honestly, keyword honestly, feel comfortable calling. I really don't want anyone to feel pressured or obligated to call all the time, especially if, for example, your partner doesn't enjoy talking to you or if you don't enjoy talking to your partner because the reality is we can care about someone deeply without necessarily enjoying talking to them on a regular basis or feeling the need to talk to someone every single day. So if you feel comfortable calling your partner once a week or twice a month, then do that. If you notice that there's a change in the dynamic of your relationship and that you guys are enjoying talking more to one another, then you can increase the frequency. But I don't want you to feel like there's this set in stone, I have to call dad this many times, I have to call my sister this many times, because I feel like over time that could really start becoming burdensome or lead to a lot of resentment. And then you really will have nothing to talk about, right? So don't burn yourself out. I also don't want you to feel bad if your partner says something like, it's about time you called me. Because honestly, that could happen even if you just called them yesterday. The important thing is that 
you don't try to correct them and say something like, what are you talking about? I just talked to you yesterday. It's usually better if you can say something simple like, I know I've missed you. How have you been? You want to keep the conversation in as positive of a light as you can. Okay? Now, before we get into specific things that you can talk about or how to talk to your partner over the phone, there are a couple of things that I want you to keep in mind. One is, I want you to consider the phone personality of your partner. So what does phone personality mean? It simply means, does your partner even like talking on the phone? And when they are on the phone, are they more of a talker or will you more than likely be the one who has to do the majority of the talking? This is an important thing to consider because some people just don't like talking on the phone. And some people, if they're going to talk on the phone, some would just prefer to listen more than talk. And then others can talk, 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 talk until the cows come home. So it really just depends and you want to keep that in mind. Another important thing you want to consider is the purpose of your call. Why are you calling them? Are you simply just checking in on them? Are you hoping to offer them a little bit of social connection? Are you wanting to tell them something or share something with them? Or is there another reason? What is your purpose in calling, okay? Whatever it is, just make sure that it is realistic, okay? You don't want to set yourself up for failure right off the bat, okay? Another thing that you want to take into consideration is the time of day that you're calling them. Most people with dementia tend to function better in the morning, and that's usually because they haven't exhausted their cognitive capacity. As the day goes on, the hours get later, people tend to fatigue both physically and cognitively. So holding a conversation, attending to that conversation can become a lot more difficult. So you want to keep in mind the time of day that you're calling your partner. And if you aren't really sure, you know, what time your partner functions best, then you can try switching it up. Maybe call them in the morning a couple times, see how that goes. Maybe try calling them a little bit later in the afternoon and see how that goes, okay? Now, once you've taken those things into consideration, what I want you to do is to remember these three important things, okay? One, you never want to put a time pressure on yourself for how long the conversation has to be. The conversation can be two minutes. It can be 30 minutes plus. It doesn't matter. Let the conversation direct the time. Don't direct a time to the conversation, okay? You also want to make sure that when you call your partner, that you give yourself ample time, especially if your partner is like a talker, okay? Or maybe if the person's hard of hearing and you have to repeat a lot of things. So even though not much is being said, it takes a lot of time. Because nobody likes to feel like they're being rushed off the phone. You want to try to end the conversation on a positive note. And if the person feels like they're being rushed off the phone, it might not end so positively, okay? So give yourself enough time for the conversation to take place. The other thing you want to do before you call your person is to limit the distractions. And this includes multitasking. 
So if you have any audio in the background, turn it off. If there's other people in the room, like maybe children and they're a bit noisy, move to a different area, okay? If your partner has like a caregiver that's with them during the phone call, then I would advise them to also turn off any auditory noise from like the TV or the radio or something like that that could be distracting. You also want to try to like not eat or drink while you're on the phone because it can just add a lot of unnecessary auditory stimulus, which could make it even harder for the person to focus and hear you. So just bear those things in mind. Now, once you make the phone call, what do you say? What are you guys going to talk about, right? So first things first, always first things first, you want to get the basics out of the way. So you want to call them by their preferred name. Unfortunately, depending on where your person is at in their dementia, they may not vibe, you know, what you calling them mom or dad or sister or whatever. Maybe for the best interaction, you have to just call them by their name or nickname, Lynn, Rob, Kay. Then introduce yourself, state your name. You don't necessarily have to tell them how you're connected to them because a lot of them will kind of create their own idea of who you are. And if they ask, then tell them. But don't feel like you have to say, hey, Rob, this is your eldest daughter, Susan. Because again, depending on where they are in their dementia, that could end up being really confusing, especially if the daughter, Susan, that they're picturing is 14 years old, and you obviously sound like an elder woman. It could sound a bit confusing and be confusing, okay? So try introducing yourself one way. If it goes well, then you know, okay, cool. Dad responded well to that introduction. If it doesn't, then make a note to yourself that maybe you'll leave out this detail next time. It's really not a big deal, but you do want to try to limit the confusion so you can start off on the right foot, okay? Then ask them, how are they feeling today? You know, because that's kind of normal conversation. Normally we say, hey, so-and-so, it's whoever. How are you doing? How are you feeling? You know, some kind of simple introduction like that. And if they ask you how you're doing or how you're feeling, then this gives you an opportunity to simply share information about yourself and what you got going on. Now, this is where you really want to take into consideration the phone personality of your partner. If your partner is not a big talker or they don't like answering a lot of questions, then they might not mind you rambling on about yourself. But if they prefer to do the talking, then you might end up losing their attention if you say too much at one time, okay? Now, what I don't want you to do is force a topic. There is no rule book or guidebook that says you have to talk about X, Y, Z. What I really want you to practice is going with the flow. There is no right or wrong way to hold a conversation per se. As long as you don't try to argue with them or correct them, then typically you're fine. Now, for holding conversations, I really don't like to do scripts. I know some people like scripts, but I personally do not like scripts. And the reason for this is because I really feel like it limits the potential of a conversation. So instead of giving you scripts, I want to just give you a few ideas of what you can talk about. 
or how you can kind of guide a conversation. But again, the most important thing that I want you to remember, well, okay, there's a couple of things actually, but one is don't argue or correct them, and two, don't set time expectations. If the conversation only lasts two minutes, let it last two minutes. If the conversation goes beyond that, then let it go beyond that. But don't force any time expectations, okay? So after you've gotten the basics out of the way, something you can do is ask them what they're going to do today. Or if you're talking to them later in the day, you can ask them what they've done. These can be two really good questions because one, some people will do a better job at like talking or thinking about the future, even if it isn't always accurate. Like they might tell you they're going to do something that you know they're not going to do or isn't even possible for them to do. Same thing goes for what they did that day. They can tell you what they've done, but maybe it isn't exactly accurate or realistic. So for example, maybe they told you they went for a bike ride today and you know darn well they did not go for a bike ride anywhere, okay? But you wouldn't say to them, what are you talking about, mom? You don't even have a bike. You would just go with the flow of the conversation, ask them how it was, if they enjoyed it, what they saw, things like that. Asking them questions about how they're feeling, what they're going to do, what they've done, also gives them an opportunity to vent if they feel like venting, which can be good for you because you can listen, validate their feelings, and when the opportunity presents itself, you can shift the conversation into a more positive direction. But people really like to feel like they're being heard and like someone is listening. So if you can provide that unbiased, non-judgmental ear, that can be really good for building a positive relationship with your partner. Another thing that might be helpful is having some general awareness of their typical schedule or routine. So maybe you could even ask the facility for like a calendar of the activities and events that they have scheduled. Because if you know that your partner typically involves themselves in one of those activities, you can ask them about something more specific. So instead of asking them what did they do, if you know that they like playing bingo, you can ask them about the bingo game and if they won and what the prizes were and things like that. And again, it doesn't matter if it's accurate. Maybe they say they won and they didn't win or maybe they actually won and they say they didn't. doesn't matter. All you're trying to do is create positive moments for both yourself and your partner. So just go with the flow of wherever the conversation takes you, okay? Another thing that could be helpful is putting those repetitive stories and conversations to use, okay? Especially if you kind of already have an idea of what they're going to say because they say the same things all the time. And if you play into the story as if you never heard it before, you may actually end up learning something new about the story. They may add in additional details that you didn't know. So for example, I had a lady, this was a couple of years ago, so I don't remember all the details, but I do remember that she would always tell me about the time she saw a mountain lion. And she would tell me this mountain lion story at least two times during our interaction. 
But I would never tell her like, oh yeah, you just told me that story. Now, the next time I saw her, I might say something like, oh yeah, I think I remember you telling me something about that. And then I might ask a question about the mountain lion story using my knowledge from the last time she told me about it. But it gives you a good idea of what to bring up or the questions to ask because if that's an area or topic of excitement for your partner, then knowing details about that story can help you dive deeper into it and it can be really beneficial for both of you guys. It gives you something positive or interesting to talk about. You can also try reminiscing with your partner over the phone or asking them questions about their past. Again, you do have to assess your partner's phone personality because some people just don't like answering all those questions. So maybe it's safe to just pick a couple of questions you want to unfold about your partner's past or, you know, what they enjoyed and have the fondest memories of. Because, you know, you can always save those questions for another day. You don't have to ask all your questions in one sitting. You can just pick a couple and go from there. Another tip I have is to keep a journal recording the things you talked about and how it went. Because this may give you ideas for what you can talk about next time or maybe topics you should avoid. Especially if you bring up something that ended up being a little bit triggering for your partner. It's kind of good to see that on paper so you can kind of remind yourself or you may also notice patterns in the conversation that can be helpful in the future, okay? Again, as I've said, I don't know how many times, don't feel pressure to talk on the phone for a certain number of minutes. Whatever your purpose in calling your partner is for, you just want to create positive moments. That should be your overall overarching goal. Create positive moments. When you end the call, I would also suggest saying something like, you know, I really enjoyed talking to you today, or it was so good hearing your voice. Something simple, something sweet, something positive, okay, but something to let your partner know that the interaction was appreciated because it might give them the opportunity to let you know that it was appreciated as well. And if they don't reciprocate that, if they don't return that, don't think that the conversation didn't go well, okay? Judge it by how the conversation flowed, okay? Were there any laughs? Did she seem really excited to hear from you when you called her? Did she ask you questions? Did she answer your questions? Was there no arguing today? Don't just judge it by whether or not she reciprocates the statement of, oh, I enjoyed talking to you too, okay? So that really wraps up today's podcast episode. As I always say, I hope this podcast was interesting and informative and that you learned something of value. If you have anything you would like to share, you can always send us a voice message on whatthedementia.com or send us an email at podcast at whatthedementia.com. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, and until next time, stay strong, carry on, and remember, you are not alone. Bamboo Care is always here.